Hey, what it do with the business is. This is another week in the books with the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, holla at your boy, Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on all things social media. Absolutely. I'm Spike Lou on those same social sites. Holla at your boy. How you feeling out there? Man, feeling good, feeling great. Got my rain boots on. I feel like it's been raining for 30 days straight down here in Atlanta. I don't appreciate that, but uh, we slipping and sliding out here in these streets. It's definitely been pitching a bitch down here. It's just nuts. Been swimming back and forth to the mailbox. Man. Good thing I got my Michael Phelps on, and I know what I'm doing out there in these streets. The speed uh, on. Yeah, tough. Getting it in out here. Body of, body of a swimmer. Oh, I'm joking. But we back with the On Deck TV podcast, man. We appreciate y'all jumping in with us every week. And I got to put a dollar in the pot there. It's the On Deck TV show. There you go. It's got to put a dollar in the pot there. So every time you find yourself referring to it, it's, it's just a podcast, put a dollar in the pot and send it our way. <laughs> this week, man, on the On Deck TV show, we're talking about the perfect album man we had a really good idea as animal brown is going to build the perfect album and i'm going to tell you a couple of the albums that i think are perfect as spike lou but before we get to that man or well excuse me before we get to that we have a versus announcement with locks and dip set also you got pop smokes drops a posthumous album want to know what you thought about that and there are kanye rumors that i'm sure you can't wait to get to but first we want to start with an RIP to Biz Marquee, man. There were rumors out there previously. Uh, it finally came down that he did pass, man. So we want to send our condolences out to his family, all of his friends, all of his fans. Absolutely, man. He had been uh, hospitalized with type 2 diabetes last year. Uh, he had been kind of going through it ever since then. Shout out to Fat Joe, man. Uh, Biz Marquis' wife said Fat Joe had talked to Biz Marquis every day for the past year. Um, so big respect, showing him support to the OGs. Of course, his biggest record was, um, uh, oh, the Friends. That shit, I just lost me that fucking quick. Um, just a friend. God damn. You say Brain he's fart. just a friend. Yeah, man. Biggest biggest joint from Biz Marquis. It's a little bit before my time, but most definitely rest in peace to uh, Biz Marquis. Condolences to friends, family, and um, fans as well. He was only 57, bro. That's not, that's not old, bro. That's not old, man. There's a, a lot of talk with the passing of these iconic stars in hip-hop about paying attention to your health, what you need to do to be around longer than 50 years. Because 50 years is not a long time. You remember when we were coming up, we used to think 50 was old. Absolutely. I guess the closer you get to those ages, you start seeing that it's not really that old. Because I remember, man, when I was a kid, 50 was like Yeah, it must, it must have been 80. Yeah, you look like an old 50-year-old person now. With People look like 30 years old when they're 50. That's a fact. But, uh, man, RIP to him. Getting into it, man, so we can lighten the mood here a little bit. There was a versus announcement. Your favorite TV show during the quarantine is trying to keep it rolling Dipset and the locks was the new announcement here, man. What do you think about the new versus battle? Are you going to be tuning in for it? Not going to lie. I saw this and I thought it was uh, a fan made announcement uh -huh. because we've already had a Jada, uh, which is obviously the, 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 
biggest face of the locks. We already had that. So this sounded a little bit like a repeat and just kind of like what New York would have wanted if they were over versus. Uh, but this is actually the real deal, man. August 3rd, I will be tuned in. I would much rather have seen a G-Unit and Dipset. Clearly, Swiss missed the episode where we suggested that. Pay attention, Swiss, Tim, one of y'all, because the G, the 50 and Cam on stage together would have been monumental. I know 50 is never going to do one of these in a million years. He's got other shit going on. He's a little too busy right now. But I think it would have been a better matchup, and it would have been more entertaining. I have dip set, and it won't even be close. But I'll take it. It's, it, it should be entertaining, though. These are entertaining personalities on stage. Cam should show out. He should show his <laughs> ass. I'm definitely looking for camera. Let me ask you a question about the G unit one. Mm -hmm. If 50 says, you know what? I don't care. You guys can use the music. I ain't got nothing to do with it though. Are you still tuned in with the same uh, antennas up? If it's Buck, Lloyd Banks and Tony Yayo? No, no. And hell no. No, I I need fifth. We got to have 50 for the theatrics, bro. He's going to make it for him and Cam are must-see TV on their own. I can only imagine what it's like getting them two on a stage or in a room together. Bro. That, we're, we were robbed of that moment. I would have loved to see 50 there, too. I also, because I'm a big Cameron fan, would also, I'd pay to see if, if 50 wasn't there and the verbal ass whooping the Cameron would give Buck, Lloyd Banks, and Tony Yeo on some of your boss didn't even show up, nigga. He sent the workers. <laughs> you got y'all niggas out here for us to squad. I would love to see how Cameron had the slick shit to say about that. And Buck and them sitting there not able to do anything about it. But to the real verses, the yeah. locks. I'm I'm cool with this. This is New York dream child, like you said. But I, I love the locks. I love Styles P as a personality. Like Jada Kiss, uh, Sheik Luch is cool. Uh, Dip said absolutely reign supreme down south over the lock so this is not even a question for me as to who's going to win but i do appreciate styles p on social media this week jim jones they've been playing it up playing it into it i I like the back and forth it's not like any animosity but it's also really new york so you can't tell if they're joking or if they're serious uh today styles p threatened to beat up somebody for lacing jim jones weed because that had to be the case if jim jones thought they stood a chance i thought that was very funny Uh, so (laughs) it's really cool to see styles p take this on and i can't wait to see them on stage and like kind of go back and forth and do their new york thing i am here for that i want to see some some bravado some you know some new york slang and and swag on there i think we need to see that and it's going to be fun uh going back to 50 i don't like because he came out and said something this and he was like well versus is something we did when everybody was inside we back outside like i think that's bullshit I, I i don't appreciate him shitting on the brand is swiss and Timberland and Bill. If you don't want to do it, bro, just don't do it. Yeah, like, don't be out here hating because you yeah. got a TV show telling niggas, oh, I wouldn't do it. Like, nobody cares, bro. Nobody really wants to see you do it. If we being a thousand, <laughs> I just want a T.I. to get on there and wash your motherfucking ass so niggas know <laughs> the people from the South reign supreme over that shit. So I don't really appreciate 50 doing that. That was bullshit, in my opinion. What'd yeah, saying people uh, are out and about and so they can't watch Versus, but pushing a TV show that is on TV in a house that you have to be inside to check for 
is complete bullshit. You hate known Swiss. If this was your idea, you'd be waving it and hashtagging it in every post just like you do everything else, dude. So stop the cap. If you don't want to do it, it's perfectly fine. They asked Ice Cube. Ice Cube said it. Nah, I respectfully pass. And maybe if it was formatted a different way, I'd check it out. But he didn't hate. And so, like, yeah, that, Ice Cube that, got that, a lot to do, too. He running the big Not for sure. Like, he's, he's legit busy. And like you said, he didn't hate. Yeah, yeah. Now 50 busy too now. We saw the we saw the trailer. We saw the trailer for BMF. They just dropped the Raising Kane and Joy. He's he's moving around too though. He's moving around. I don't know how much input 50 actually has on those projects at this point, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, he can't just he ain't sitting at home either. Nah, 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 nah. He ain't sitting at the crib. But he was definitely hating. Yeah, absolutely. Him. And he, he gotta kill that. Stop. Um, hey man, let's keep it New York. Let's keep it up top. Pop Smoke, uh, whose birthday actually just passed, I believe it was either today or yesterday. Um, he just dropped his second posthumous album called Faith. Uh, the album came out 20 tracks, only about six of them were solo tracks. Uh, a lot of fans were turned off by the fact that there were a ton of features on this album. A lot of people that uh, said that Pop Smoke wouldn't have done records with any of these people. <laughs> and there was a big lack of drill production on here. And people were saying he wouldn't have rapped on these type of beats either. So uh, two-part question, do you understand the fans' gripes? And two, did it get any play in your Jeep this weekend? Great question, man. Um, I kind of get the fans' gripes, but... I also understand that this is the music business and a lot of money was invested in pop smoke before he passed and not to make it about dollars and cents, but to make it about business. If I'm going to put a pop smoke album out, I really I don't care who he would opponent. I don't care if they wouldn't have been these beasts. I'm trying to make a good album. I'm trying to make an album that's going to keep his name out there. That's going to feed his family. Like he don't have, control to make it as genuinely pop smoke as possible because he's unfortunately passed so if i'm a music person i'm going to try to make it as popping as possible i can't i'm not going to try and stick to what he would have wanted because I, I don't know if that would have made me no money i'm not just putting out albums not to make any money so for that part of it i get your gripe but it's the music business for the second part of it i never really got into the new york drill stuff I rarely like the Chicago drill stuff. There's a few artists that I do like. So I don't really check for Pop Smoke. But I did, after I seen the rumblings of the Pusha T-verse and him throwing shade out there, rush to the album to at least check that song out. Yeah. And I have a few Pusha T comments after, or if you want to get into them now before you talk about the album. But uh, as far as checking for the Pop Smoke and to get bumped in my Jeep, no, not because I don't think the music is good, but just because I'm not a Pop Smoke fan. Yeah, um, first of all, I, listen, people got to understand, these records were probably halfway done to begin with. So yeah, if you want to feel like, yeah. yeah, if you want a whole album full of one minute and 26 second songs, okay, cool, if that's what you really want. But like, bro, it's not going to sound like a complete body of work. So the people who are behind this tried their best to make it sound like a complete body of work. So you're going to get a ton of features. We did this with Pac when he dropped the posthumous albums and, you know, somewhat with the biggie stuff as well you got to kind of get creative and that's what the, that's what you needed to do man he had a big work ethic so he left behind a lot of records they just weren't all done um i thought the project was fine you know what i'm saying a lot of people were like yo he wouldn't have rapped on a pharrell beat where's his original producers that he came up with with the drill sound i get that they don't want him to evolve but i'm telling you and his trajectory, he was going to be doing records with Pharrell sooner or later because that's where he was headed. 
And I feel like people may would uh, have given it a pass if he was here because he would have greenlit it and maybe it would have been more on his terms and it wouldn't have seemed forced to those people who are just day one Pop Smoke fans. I remember Jay ho tried to put me on Pop Smoke when his Welcome to the Party single came out. And I, I didn't really get it until I heard him on the Travis Scott Jack Boys. Then I understood kind of more of the sound, went to go listen to his project. It was banging and became a fan. Um, so uh, the project was fine to me. I like the different sounds, bro. I like I liked them on for real. Like, I, it shit didn't bother me. It reminded me of when Slim Thug came out on his mm-hmm. first major label, and it was produced all by the Neptunes. And people in Houston were like, dude, what is this? But meanwhile, niggas across the country like me was like, oh, shit, what is this? Is this like, nigga, this yeah. This shit is fire. But so it, it, you, it's a give and take, I understand. But I, I like the project and it worked for me. I'm sorry. Even with the features. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, like you said, growth is what it would be about. He didn't have the opportunity to grow into these things. So uh, whoever put the album out, growing him into those Neptune's beats, growing him into the features that you may not have seen him in his live, I think that's a good move. Like, I mean, I, I just can't see how it would negatively... Uh, affect his like music or his legacy, anything like that. So I'm with it. I'm here for it. Yeah, it's all about them streams, man. What about exactly. that push of Exactly. Two push a T though. Yeah. I don't have any problem him using the promotion of this, using this um album and verse to kind of like clear the way for himself. But what I will say is I think we're past the pa- the 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 waiting on Pusha T's album is over. Like he missed that. Yeah. And that's on him. Like you coming and saying all oh, weirdos got the crown. Like I, I, I'm off the bandwagon of you dissing Drake and throwing sub shots at him, bro. Like that was a moment. It's over now. Yeah. I ain't hating a, a nothing. Like niggas aren't the, the niggas that are anticipating Pusha T's album. Like you don't gotta tease it. Just drop it. Like a nigga been teasing it for a year and a half, two years since the beef with Drake. Like people are over it, bro. Like, just drop the album. Niggas know that you can rap. We know it's going to be good music. But we also know that there's a lot of people that ain't waiting for a Pusha T album. I would, like, mm-hmm. I put a Freddie Gibbs clip on the IG jokingly this week. Like, nobody was waiting for Freddie Gibbs. And I'm, I'm not saying that because he's not a dope artist. He is. I'm joking. But in the same vein, like, nobody, we ain't sitting around waiting on your album, bro. I promise you. I am. You're not, though. And there's a lot of Drake fans that could care less. So throwing sub shots and calling niggas weirdo, that's play, bro. You like the old nigga at the party. I, I agree. And listen, that King Push has been coming soon longer than Down Dropping, South bro. Hustlers 2 at this point. Um, he just just dry, who, Who's making it? Dude? Is it all Kanye? Is it all Pharrell? Is it half and half? Does it, it matter? Bro, just put it. At this point, it don't matter. It. Like, you the old nigga that's talking about how you used to have it at this point. I know he can reflect. I know he know what that means. Like, he the old nigga that's talking about, man, I used to rap. Like, bro, just drop the album, my nigga. Yeah. All the, shot, the shots are played. Drake that had eight number ones yeah, since y'all beat, dude. I ain't about you no more, bro. <laughs> Niggas know his son there. son doing photo shoots, nigga. That's what the whole shit was about, nigga. Nigga, son that came. We, the world knows his son now, bro. Like, your stick is over. Drop the album, dude. God damn. <laughs> nigga, quit playing. That's your man's. Nigga, milking it. Yeah, he was, too. That's my guy. Come on, push. <laughs> Let me down right here. All right, speaking of anticipation, speaking of teasing an album, speaking of dropping out of nowhere, your man's, their rumors are coming out this week, a person that can actually tease an album. 
and make you wait for years on an album titled Donda and wonder what he's going to do with it and show up to the big three game in a fucking ski mask and call that album promotion. It's Kanye West, folks. He's back. He's in the trenches. People are saying the album is done. There's an event in Atlanta this week that I'm sure you're going to. Animal Brown, how excited are you about the rumors that the new Donda album is done and on its way? Man, if we want to scale to one to ten, then I'm at a foul wow. Fuck are we talking about? Listen, everybody's t- – I like – shout out to my guy Chris Platty. He said this on Twitter. Everybody's doing the promotion for Kanye. Kanye hasn't said a word. He hasn't tweeted. He hasn't done any interviews. He hasn't said anything at the damn big three game. It looked like he was talking to Cube. I don't even know if he was actually saying anything because it was just a picture. Or if Cube could even hear him to begin with because of the mask that he has on his face. But everybody's doing the talking for him. We saw KD talking. We saw Justin LaBoy or whatever the fuck his name is from the respectfully, whatever the fuck the name of the show is, was talking about how it sounded, how how Kanye sounds hungry, how there's a little bit of cussing in it. So it's not just all the way Jesus is king. It's got big features on it. The album listening party was somewhere. I don't know where that was at, that they inhaled it, maybe LA somewhere on the West coast, but it is here in Atlanta too, Thursday. I couldn't get the tickets fast enough. My ass will be in there without question. I don't give a shit if we're just sitting there and he's just standing there with the mask on playing the album. That's fine with me. I got my money's worth. Point me to the merch. God damn it, I can't wait. I know several people that are going to be in there. It's going to be like a family affair. We kicking it. Another classic is on the way. Let's get it. Is it? How much were the tickets? 20 and 50. That ain't bad at all. Yeah, that, that lets me know that probably nothing big is going to happen. Yeah, come on, you getting y'all in there to sell y'all some merch? I'll take, point me to the table. Listen, I'm buying everything in that motherfucker and flipping half of it. I, I mean, I ain't mad. Like I said, this is what I did, similar to what I was saying about Pusha T and the point that I was trying to convey. Like, Pusha T is not this type of artist for me to be waiting on the album this long, but Kanye West is. And it doesn't matter if you're in the middle of Mercedes Benz with a mask on or if you're doing a regular role promo. Like Kanye West is a continuous moment. So I, I'm excited too. Uh, I'm excited in the sense of what you hint to. Like he hasn't said a word and that excites me. That makes me think that we may get the old Kanye. Shout out to my Instagram again when I posted that clip about us wanting the old Kanye, not the preacher, not any of those other things, but the guy who was passionate as fuck about music and took forever to put out my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy because he was trying to perfect one fucking beat off of a third drum in the background of an intro. (laughs) Like, that's what I want. I want that guy right there that loves music that much and it comes out in the music if he's selling merch if he's doing the other things be wearing the mask at this point i don't care we were having a conversation in our group chat shout out to him he was talking about when kanye west lost people in this and that i'm not that invested in him anymore i'm not invested enough to be like well he supports donald trump or he does this he does that oh i'm not gonna buy the shoes or any of that but if you come out and make banging music I'm here for it. I, I I would love, and I think it's a plus for the culture, especially at this moment. If you can get Kanye West back in his bag, well, I can't wait to hear him with someone like Lil Baby. I can't mm-hmm. wait to hear him getting in the mix with niggas who deserve Kanye West collaborations and beats. And like, I just hope that this brings him back to what we thought we were getting posed to my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yeah, so this is going to go well. They saying Tyler's on there. There's some pretty interesting features. 
Um, I, I'm, I'm just curious to see what it sounds like. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to get yeah. ahead of myself. I'm, he, he named it Donda. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, that's named after his mom. Like, this is his 10th album. From your like, observations, from your observations, do you think that the culture is a buzz? Or do you think that some of the thought process is right as to people are over him and they don't care about this? Like, what have, just from your gauge out there in social media and talking to people, what do you think? Nah, he still moves the needle, man. I, I had people that were from out of town that were like, damn, I wish I was there. Shout out to my man, Derb. He said, dude, I'm going out. He sent me the link for it. He said, man, I'm going out of town, though, man. I'm sick. I can't pull up. Because it's still an event. Like, it, it's still Kanye. You never know what's going to happen. People respect his Carfax when it comes to music. He's not coming here for a presidential uh, rally, dude. Like, nobody would have gave a shit. I wouldn't have gotten tickets to that. I'm getting tickets here for the music, which is what a lot of people are here for, what they're not here for, the antics on the side. When it comes to music and Kanye, they know how he gets busy. So that I still think there's buzz related to that. All the extra shit, man, people, I think people understand that it's theatrics. And some people are here for it. Most people aren't. But what most people are here for is when that record drop, dude. And they want to hear what it sounds like because they know like he don't play in the kitchen when it comes to this shit. Fact. And, and especially, like you said, when he's not talking about it, like he talked too much about I'm doing the God stuff on the other one. He talked too much about Jay-Z on the one prior to that. Like he ain't saying shit. Yep. And that reminds me of my beautiful dog, Twisted Fantasy. Like I didn't hear him say shit. He might have been talking, but I wasn't as public as the other stuff after that and before this. So yep. if he's back in that bag. I'm not hearing nothing from him. And it's about, like you're saying, the music. Sign me up because Sahai is on here too. Sahai was working with him, said he was working with him on this project since the divorce. Nice. So nice. And Sahai Pin Gang, we already know what they do. So yeah, exactly. if, if if this again is about the music, I love it, and I can separate the two. Yeah. Fuck Shout it. out to people that can. M Extra was good. Um, <laughs> before we get to the makings of a flawless album. Uh, Billboard dropped their money makers list. You know how they get down every year. It's the same thing. Um, now they had three rappers in the top 10, right? Um, the highest on the list, highest rapper on the list was of course my boy Drizzy Drake. Then at number, he was number six, 14 million. Then at number nine was NBA young boy at 11.9 million and 10 was little baby at 11.7. For the record, number one was Taylor Swift with 23.8. Now, they broke down their earnings between streaming, sales, publishing, and touring. Were there any surprises on this list as it relates to hip-hop for you? Yeah, um, I'm glad you asked that. This list has the Eagles on it, has Taylor Swift. As you mentioned, Drake is number six. Yeah. Man, I wasn't expecting to see NBA Young Boys. Man. That's a fact. I'm not going to like, I'm not hating on him as an artist, but I never really consider him a list when people are talking about him. But then every time numbers are released, he's at the top YouTube streams, billboard Forbes, like he's just quietly doing this stuff. And I ain't saying quietly, like he's staying out of trouble. Cause I think he's in jail right now. Yeah, he is right but, um, I never really, he never really is mainstreaming. You would think like somebody, like everybody know who Lil Baby is. And he's 10th. Sure. Everybody knows who Drake is. That's unquestionable. And he's sixth. NBA Youngboy falling in between that at nine, yep. making $10 million off streaming. 
Yep. Making a one point seven million off pub. 130,000 yeah. in a row, which is not a lot during the pandemic. I mean, but it was high for a pandemic. Right. It's just, it's shocking to me that I think that he's not consumed on a mass scale as you would expect a rapper of his stature to be. But still, he puts up the numbers like one of those rappers. Like yeah. he putting up better numbers than J. Cole. That's a fact. And, and he came in at number nine right behind the Beatles at number eight. So. <laughs> We talking about NBA young boy, dude. Like what? Like if, if somebody came and told me that I would until they showed me this article, I say you lying. That's not yeah. true. Man, what what I what tripped off what I tripped off of with this article was the touring numbers. Taylor Swift, and I, we're gonna get to some hip hop in a second. I just thought this was interesting. Taylor Swift was number one overall with twenty three point eight million, and she made zero dollars in touring last year. That's that is that's no. That's what I wanted to ask you about. But you know what she did, right? Was that you know she's re-recording her albums? Oh yeah, so she the whole ma- so she can get yeah. the masters to him. So she's telling people to buy her albums again yep. and just re-recording it now. Do it you think working. that'll work in rap? I wanted to make that a topic in one week, but I guess we here now. Hey man, like, if, if, if you got the right person, you gotta have the right fan base. Cause give me an example. Cause niggas' voices Nikki. change. Like imagine Cameron doing "Come Home with Me" again right now. That's too late. That's too late. It's too late, man. Oh, it has to be somebody like Nikki, somebody with a like a cult following, like the could Barb's. Drake, like, or, could Drake put out uh, "So Far Gone" now? Yeah, that'd Same be beast. fire. You think Damn. he could do that now? Yes. Why would if he? Because he's to be shit, honest, man. he sounds better now than he did then. <laughs> so it would actually sound better. His flow and voice is more refined. He in his prime. He wasn't there yet on that. If you go back and listen to that, he sound different. He don't sing as well either. Or, or on Pro Tools wasn't as good back then. Is it different for rappers and singers in that though? Like, do you think it would play the same? Could Drake do that? It, it would be tricky. It would be risky. But if somebody could, it would be him though. Yeah, cause you ain't. It's hard probably trying to get bars off the exact same way. That's tough. That's what I'm like, saying. I, That's I tough. Feel like if you a singer, you can kind of hit that note. The yeah. same a couple of times, but like a nigga go like Andre 3000 trying to go in there and re-record some shit. I don't know about that. That's rough. Yeah. Um, I was tripping though. So on the touring tip, if you look at little baby, so he made 253,000 in touring last year. That came from two concerts. <laughs> so if you look at <laughs> 253 bands off two shows. So now it, it, it makes a lot more sense to me when you see people, when you see Lil Baby with 15 luxury vehicles or when you see him with a turtleneck of ice around his neck. It makes so much sense, dude. If I'm making two, a quarter meal on two shows, that's a weekend. That's 120000 a show. I'm, that's a weekend. You're telling me that's what I'm getting on a weekend? And I'm doing that every night, though. Man. If I'm Lil Baby, I'm on the right. I got 30 dates. I got 30 oh, dates, nigga. One off day. <laughs> come on, bro. Niggas come home off two and be good. That's so why that, everybody that, was so sick during COVID. Not literally, but yeah. those are the artists. Like, niggas like, a nigga like Moneybag, yo, I think this gives some kind of insight to what he was saying in that number. Because he didn't stop to him. Like, where he was going, the chitlin' circuit, them niggas had to give him 30,000, 40,000 yeah. on a Tuesday in Alabama. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. He kept doing it all during the quarantine. So I can understand why he called it a pandemic. 
Drake's touring was zero. Eminem was on the list. His touring was zero. Lil Uzi was on the list at number 15. Wait for it. His touring was zero. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so there, it, it was just, I thought it was interesting. Uh, but another thing real quick, though, before we get to the topic, a lot of the hip-hop artists on the list, their sales royalty numbers were very low comparatively speaking to the other acts on here. And I thought that was very interesting, but their streaming was higher than a lot of other people. So hip hop apparently is an, is a genre that gets streamed a lot, but doesn't get purchased a lot. And so, and also the reason why you see a young boy up here this high, this is not a knock, but those like legacy acts like the Beatles or these other artists that make a lot of touring money, they didn't tour last year. So you didn't see those classic rock, and those country artists high up on this, this like you would have, like a Pink Floyd or Eagles or stuff or like a that. U2, all of that. Yeah, it, those would be higher due to touring because that's all they do all year long. Facts. So, But still, kudos to Young Boy and everybody that made the list, man. That's that's super lit. I don't know if he's getting out anytime soon to enjoy this, though. That kind of sucks. I don't, I don't think this. I'm not sure. I'm not having following that case that far. I don't think that he's going to be in jail a long time, though. Like, yeah. they would make putting all kind of motions and petitions to get him out. So I don't think he's gonna be. It was some bullshit he was locked up behind. I believe if I read yeah. the information right. But yeah, shout out to them, man. That's a good story. That's some good information. If you guys are wondering how artists have been making the money through the pandemic, where they stand now, I really want to see those numbers and how people are bouncing back and how high they may be. Because concert tickets and all of that stuff is gonna up through the yeah, it's been all off. of that shit is gonna be expensive. So I want to see how that's gonna translate to the artists. That's a fact, man. Let's get to it. What we got. We're doing perfect albums, man. So I was listening to Scarface on Drink Chaps, and this is what champs, and this is what made me think of the perfect album because Nori kept referring to the fix as the perfect album. Yeah. Even a couple people who were giving Scarface props, they called it the perfect album as well. So it got me to thinking, are there perfect albums in hip hop? You know, and what are they and what makes them perfect if they are? Now the difference in a perfect and a classic to me is a more technical sense. Perfect is about fit. Perfect is about having that key. Like, let's say you have a basketball team or a shoe. That shoe or that player may not fit in another system, but it's a perfect fit for you. Mm -hmm. So that's the thought process that I had when I went into this. It doesn't necessarily have to be highly regarded as a classic, but if it was a perfect circumstance, if it was a perfect message, if it was a perfect sequencing for you, I wanted to hear and wanted to talk about perfect hip hop albums. Yeah, so I, I, I listened to that Drink Champs too. I, actually, I got as far as I could. It was it's a really long episode, like but I hours. did. I, I got to about an hour and ten hour, and I got to take a time out. I just can't. I can't. I can't go on a marathon of a Drink Champs episode, even though it was good what I saw. And I did get to that part where they talked about that. Do you think the Fix is a perfect album? That is a great question. No. Yeah, I don't think I don't. so either. I don't. It's a really good album. Absolutely, no, it's, it's fire. A really good album. Boy. It's flawed. It's got some flaws though. Yeah, they made. I had to stop and listen to it when they were talking. I'm like, wait, wait, let me run this back. They Damn, didn't make you do that. Talking about, it. I had to That's go listen to that. And how Scarface is passing. Now he knew them bars off the wham. Yeah, nigga, he started rapping like the intro. That shit was fire when he did that. But yeah, yeah, it's a really good album. I don't think it's a perfect album in the sense of when I went back. Yeah. When I went back, that what I was just explaining about perfection, it didn't hit me like that. Like I remembered the dope songs and I remember how it sounded together, but I it, it wasn't like, damn, it's this shit was perfect. 
Yeah, it wasn't that like some of the albums that I'm going to name later. You had another idea that I thought was really good, but I didn't have the bandwidth to put it together. Tell the people what what you're going to do. Yeah, I was thinking because I'm gonna be honest, I don't think there is a perfect hip hop. This is nuts to me. Yeah, I I want to talk about that when we get to that. Is nuts. I don't think hip hop for 30 years, and you don't think that there's one perfect album. I text 15 people after you say that every one of them responded with at least one album. Yeah, I don't. Every one of them. I, I, every album that I've, that I love, that I keep in high regard, I could, there's something that I would change. There's something that I don't like about it. And even though it's very, maybe very minor, it's just that's what it is. So that's why I look at it that way. But Um, you're a technical person, though. Like you're into like technical stuff. So perfection for you is more of a technical sense than it would be for me. Yeah, no, definitely. That's that's definitely possible. That's why it was tough for me to think of one. But what I thought would be dope, and I stole this from FSP, so I can't take no credit. Um, I thought about an episode that they did building the perfect point guard. And they took the handles of one player and the vision of another and the shooting of another, you know what I mean, and the speed of another to make, like, the perfect player. And I thought that would be dope, man. I haven't really seen that in hip hop. So I would take attributes from other albums and make them into one. Um, so I thought that, production, bars, features, singles, and artwork, I would take one attribute from an, another album and make it into a, a flawless album. Yeah, that's a really good idea. My mind just, like, when you said that to me, we were going back and forth in Texas, my mind just, whoosh, like, I, there's no way conceptually that I would have been able to do that before we got ready. And that was my only thing to it. Like, I was just like, I, I, I would be going back and forth with myself so much about the production and the bars because that's just how my mind works. It was very difficult, Tad. So I do want to see where you go with this. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What uh, what do we want to get in first, though? Do you, uh, I want you to do the, the the one first that you were saying, then we'll talk about the ones that I pick in comparison to to what you're saying. So I would what I would do is and this and I don't want this to be taking li- taken literally as mm-hmm. in. I would take these specific bars and put them over this specific production. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the quality of bars and mm-hmm. the quality of this production together would be flawless. So if you look so at the- pro- give, give the people the categories one more time because I think I missed it. You went by I'm kind of fast. I would say production, bars, features, singles, artwork. Okay. That's what, because sometimes you have a fire ass album and then the singles, you'd be like, okay, they just did that to- okay. <laughs> Right. And that'll blow it like Machiavelli and toss it up. That blew Machiavelli from being a perfect album, in my opinion. But it's a good song, though. It like it fits on bro- the, it even fits on the album. Like it, it's no. Pac. No, Pac and is the nigga that can go from toss it up to white man's world in a city. That's you know why it's funny? perfect, though. I was I was listening to somebody from Death Row. Fuck, uh-huh. I can't remember who it was. And they t- it was on their Pac Serious channel. Right. In between the songs, they would have interviews. And I forgot who it was. It was Daz or somebody said that Toss It Up wasn't meant to be on Machiavelli. Uh-huh. But Suge decided to put it on there because they needed a single. And so it actually didn't belong on that album, which is, and you can tell because it doesn't sound like it. Yeah, so yeah. that's why I have singles as one of the categories. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so this is what I did. Oh, I so said, you're starting with more production. Production. I'm going Astro World. Mm. That is an extremely high quality produced project. It sounds like a movie. It sounds like a score. Like it's got it. 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 We talked about this when it came out. It fit the theme perfectly. 
all just transitions, beat changes. It flowed perfectly. Like the the production on that is a very high level of production. Then bars, I would go life after death. Mm. I thought Biggie was in his Gucci bag that entire album. Like I could, I'm never going to not listen to that album for the shit that he's saying. I could run back to acapella if they made that to that project. That's how hard like he's just rapping his ass off. If I had to go features, I would take the features of Good Kid, Mad City because they were minimal, but I thought they fit the tone perfectly. You got the new hot rapper with Drake. You got the home team with J-Rock on Money Trees. And then you got the OG with Dre and MC8. And that's it. Like, we're we just going to keep it short and to the point and touch on every generation, get the home team in there, get J-Rock's best verse ever, and just keep it simple. He ripped that. He ripped that. That's my features. Nah, so. Then singles, I would go the chronic. Nothing but a G thing. Dre Day and Let Me Ride. (laughs) Nick, all three of those songs are classics. So you had three classic singles when traditionally you'll have a black album and then the singles will be changed clothes, which is Mm -hmm. trash. Because again, you're trying to make shit for 106 and Park. So and lastly, I would go artwork. Uh, I would go graduation. Kanye, I love the cartoon thing that he did with Mirakami. He went to fucking Tokyo or Japan. You know what I'm saying? Chopped it up with with the hottest art, the hottest street artists over there. Came back, got his album cover dope. I remember when I bought that and opened it up and all the the colorful graphics. I thought that shit was a game changer. He ended up working with him again on um, Kiss He Ghost, but. That's one of my That's favorite. The same dude from graduation. Yes, he dropped a ball on the kids. He goes. Nah, that shit was dope too. I'm hot at you. Um, the graduation artwork is fire. I was so gonna say my perfect you, album. Like you comparing it to graduation though, it ain't. Well, yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. true. That was my context when you said the same that's dude. Did I was like, what? Yeah, that's true. That's, that's fire. Fine, I like that. Maybe we'll throw mine on YouTube at some point when I have time to think about this and do one of that nature, but that's a really dope one. We'll put the list somewhere in the show notes. Um, Astro World, I loved. Uh, just to comment on some of the things that you threw out there, Astro World, I loved. I, I agree, man. That was like you were pressing. When you press play, it was like walking into an amusement park, literally. Mm-hmm. Like you walked in, you took rolling the roller coasters, you seen the crazy houses, the people over there <laughs> guessing your weight. Like it was literally that type of vibe. And it was dope as fuck. Uh, yeah. So I agree with that. That's a really good one. Now, on to my list and other like classic albums in comparison, you named some great albums there. Some of them that people responded to me when I asked, I'll get to the people's responses and what they thought were classic albums later on. But I have a list of about brace yourself here, 10, Nine at least, at least perfect albums to me. And I'll go into context on a couple of them. We don't want to keep you guys here all night, but I'll run off the 10. Go for it. Mm-hmm, him. I don't know where that's from. All right. Al Bundy. To Pimp a Butterfly. Machiavelli. Hey, I'll, we can log off now, man. I'm going to holler at y'all, man. That was the first one I thought of when I said this, when I thought what a perfect album was. Sneaky to Pimp a Butterfly. Machiavelli. Get It How You Live. Hot Boys. Black Album. The Dynasty. The Blueprint. Riding Dirty. Victory Lap. Diplomatic Immunity. Me Against the World. Teflon Don. Give me one of those where you just are perplexed about and you're like, absolutely not. I like almost all of those. Let's okay. be very clear. Do see why those are classic albums, right? 
I just saying perfect. Which one are we? Per- doing? Well, excuse me, not perfect. I mean, that's what I meant. I'm just wording it wrong. Because there's no way um, with Teflon Don with that song with Diddy and Trey Songz that that's a perfect that that shit is garbage. But here's the thing about the albums and, and why I named some of this, and I'll I'll go with the Teflon Don. That song is bad. But again, when we're talking about these albums, it's not classic. It's more so perfection to me, and it's subjective in a sense of. Um, how you use it, the messaging, all of those things. And when I'm talking about Teflon Don, Rick Ross was in this space when he dropped this album where it solidified his character. Like these songs, everything on here all solidified where he was as the Teflon Don, as the boss. And it was perfect in the sense of where he was in his career. And I think that goes a long way. If we're talking about an album like Victory Lap, for instance, Unfortunately, mm-hmm. we lost Nipsey during the time that this was really being promoted and he was talking about it and it started to catch the grips of people thinking of how great an album it was. That played into the circumstances and the timing of it, similar to Machiavelli. Like, it upped the album's ante and the fact that the album was really good adds to the perfection of it. Like, Nipsey didn't stray away like what you're saying, when people try these singles and do things for the albums and push it, like you go back and listen to this, Nipsey would be proud of. He would be the person, he would be like big up in this album as to how he kept it on that. Now, if I'm talking about, let's say, To Pimp a Butterfly, the the tone of that album, you didn't have another star of that caliber giving you that message. So it was perfect in the sense of the things that were going on in the world, the artist that was giving it to you and the imagery. It, it, it not necessarily where people like you were saying that the music, all oh, that sucked, the skits were wild, but it fit Kendrick Lamar, especially where he is now and falling off the face of the fucking earth. It fit being the second part of his story, especially since we don't know if we're ever going to get a fourth part. <laughs> this part having solidified his blackness and a message that I think that he really wants to get out there. That was perfect. It was perfect coming right after um, Good Kid, Mad City. It was perfect coming right before Damn. That, I think, takes execution. The Dynasty is the one I wanted to explain the most as far as mm-hmm. Jay. I think that Jay gave you three volumes of me wrapping my ass off and solidifying myself as the king of New York. Prior to me giving you me being this billionaire, turning myself into Jay-Z, I'm going to give you all of the people on my label and introduce you to the people that are going to be running it for the next few years. I'm going to give you just enough for me. So when blueprint comes out, you will consider me the best rapper walk. And I think that the perfection of, I may be giving him a lot of credit on how he did this, but as a fan, letting it play out like that, I loved it. And I think it was perfect. Most of these albums are placement, especially like riding dirty. Boy B said, that's giving you the perception of a night out in Houston. 1995 when this dropped this album didn't have any singles either but when this mm-hmm. dropped for me i didn't have that representation from like my, i wouldn't relaying to mob deep or any west coast groups the way that i did a southern group this was the most polished the most uh polished i would say ugk album and this was a really good representation of southern music the southern groups and in comparison to the West Coast and the East Coast. So those are my perfect album. Those are some of the things that I thought about when I was listening to Perfect Album. Of course, again, they're not classics in the sense of all of them where you're not skipping anything, but the perfection of the placement, where they were, how they were received is more so for me. 
Yeah, see, I'm looking at Perfect as in it's flawless, and there's flaws in all of those albums. That's that's the thing. But uh, it, especially some more than others, but I know it's all relative at the end of the day. Um, what I told, like, I was having this conversation with, oh, shout out my guy, oh, and I gave the player analogy to him because he said the same thing you did. He named an album and he said the same thing you did, and I was like, if it's a you got a team always oh, a coach. I said, let's say you have a team and you're looking at this player, you're scouting him. You're like, okay, this is the perfect player for my system. Another coach comes and criticizes him and says he can't do this, he can't do that. It doesn't mean he ain't the perfect player for your system anymore. It means he's just not the perfect player for my shit. Yeah. Don't take anything away from me, dude. So I, I get what you're saying, and especially knowing you, you are a more technical guy. But my, I think my point is kind of valid as well. Yeah, no. Um, sent me a list if you want to. He sent thirty. Oh, who's, who did? Chris. Yeah, let me 30, hear that. Thirty-four albums. Ooh, I'm come it's on, now. It's, it's not thirty-four, but he did say he wanted me to read them. Shout out to Chris. Strictly sports. Excuse me. Strictly hip hop and strictly um hoops. Hoops. Offseason. J Cole. Four forty-four. Jay Z. The Black Album. The Blueprint. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Good Kid. Mad City. To Pimp a Butterfly. Damn. Nomadic, <laughs> Victory Lap, Daytona, Blank Face, Doggy Style, which I forgot. That is a perfect album. Doggy Style, I forgot. Machiavelli and Get Richard Die Trying. First of all, as much as I love Machiavelli, no one in the world is riding around to toss it up. Everybody on earth skips that song on that album. We all know this. As a, as a you, nobody, I'm talking about, you may run back Machiavelli to hear Bomb first. You may run it back to hear White Man's World. You may, no one is running it back to hear Toss It Up. I'll put that my on mom, everything I love. My mom definitely listened to Toss It Up. My mom fucked with Pop. I mean, that's my, fair. And that I have a young, my mom was 20 years older than me. So the people think that that's wild. Like she, like when I was listening to Pop, I, there was a few songs that you could you can let that ride. It was one of them. That was for the ladies for sure. But, uh, Listen, it's same thing for Black Album. That album is incredible. We're not listening to Change Clothes, bro. No one is. But that album is the perfect album. Like, there's no better album for a nigga from the retired than that. Yeah, it is. If you took, if you took off Change Clothes, it would have been. No, that's perfect for the circumstances. Like, an old wash nigga gonna give you Change Clothes. A nigga that's finna retire gonna give you Change Clothes, though. Like, that, like that's acceptable. Like, I wouldn't expect Change Clothes in no other era from Jay-Z. Maybe that other trash album. What's the name of it? Kingdom Come. Yeah. Maybe Change Clothes is going there. But being an old wash nigga, like, I'm finna retire. Yeah, here you go. Here go Change Clothes. Network Love. My guy, big uh, shout out, Jeff. Okay. The Fix. Victory Lap. <laughs> Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. No. The recession. No. Get Rich or Die Trying. God no. Forgives and I Don't. That's real. Not saying these are classics, but perfectly sequenced and no skips is his caveat. Uh, shout out to my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. That last song, All in This World, whatever the fuck that is, that song is trash, dude. Mm. That song is trash. Like, I don't even remember took, that. that. That's what I'm saying. If listen, Kanye is close on about two or three. If he would have took that song off, then that album is flawless, like period. But that, that song is garbage, bro. So I can't, I can't give same for graduation. If he would have took stronger off, graduation is 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 oh, banging. I'm hot at you again. Stronger, bigger, banging, dude. No, turn it up to that. No. All right, here go another list, and I'm sure will piss you off. Oh, shit. Some of the same. Illmatic, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is getting a lot of love. The Black Album is getting a lot of love. The Cool 
Lupe fiasco. This is for my guy Nick. Shout out to Nick over there at Frame. So not the second. first Lupe, but the cool, the second one. Cool, absolutely. Uh-huh. Uh, Life after death. You should like that one. Bye. And and my wild card that you will probably make you never respect my opinion on hip hop ever again. Who do you think this artist is? With that kind, with reading Le, that caveat, Lil Flip. I don't know. No, who do you hate? Who do I hate? There's not a lot of so people much hate. fun, young thug. Oh my! Perfect album from my guy Nick. <laughs> Bro, shout out my guy Sean Wash, man. He said the Chronic, um, and one more that I wanted to hit on. Sam, shout out our guy Sam, man. Helps us with some marketing and things on the back end. He just sent the screenshots. Good kid, Mad City. Thug Motivation 101. Astro World. The Black Album is on every list. People and, forgot about Change Clothes, that's why. And Cushion OJ. I'm telling you, Change Clothes is acceptable for an old watch nigga, man. There's like a you were, song you was trying to get album. volume to Jay-Z. That was... Black album, Jay-Z, Change Clothes. What's the, what's the Black Album? What's the song with Quick on Black Album? That ain't nothing. Oh, my God. What is that song? I'm leaving. I'm out. That shit is trash. Justify My Thug. Justify oh my, my Thug is some slow? Slow. <sighs> slow, bro. That's nuts. Everything that else is, is amazing. Nuts. Jay is murdering that. No. That ain't it, bro. Big skips. Skip to my loo. Somebody, oh, oh, oh life after death. Let's, let's talk about yeah, life after death. It was a life after death. Love it. What about what do you think about that cushion OJ? That's a classic. Cushion OJ. Classic mixtape. So these are solid mentions. All of these are solid sure. mentions. I see where everybody was going. You, on the other hand, out of 30 years, couldn't come up with one, which is fucking amazing. If you had to pick one album, what would it be? Thriller. What? Thriller. <laughs> Oh, shut up. Uh, one hip-hop album. Anita Baker and, uh, Rapture, nigga. That's a perfect album. Off the Wall is better than Driller, by the way. So you can't say nah, that. That's, that it, uh, off the Wall is fire, and a lot of people like to champion that. Off the Wall is that. better than Thriller. That's like a fact. Like, no, there's no, it's there's banging, no way though. to invade that, huh? It's banging, though, but it ain't yeah, Off the Wall is the album. Probably the maybe one of the best albums ever. No. <laughs> Easy. We can just do that. Album. People just do that because Thriller get all the shine. Um, no, off the Wall is a better album. It's, it's better than Thriller. I don't think so. That's nuts. Um, you just, just trolling now. Graduation, graduation is probably the closest though. That's close because that. Stronger is cool. Like I get it. It's it's Stadium. Drunken Hot music. Girls for me would be the. That, I, I fuck with that song though. But that would get it out of there for me. Yeah, no, nah, that's like, fair. If I go, I go back and listen to this album. It can put me in the same place I was in. When I bought that album, which is fucking phenomenal to be able to do. Yeah. But Drunk and Hot Girls is always skipped to my loop. I like and that it, song. Damn. I, I would I tolerated it when it came out. Now as an adult, even more so, I really can't listen to it. That that, that life at the death got the song with Look Him on it, the nasty girls, whatever. Yeah, yeah they just, gotta go. Oh my god. They gotta go. But everything else is flawless on that That's, nigga, right? Like Every now and then, like I listen, I take gaps in between listening to that and go back and listen to it. And another one of those things about this album, one of the like black album too, I'll find myself like, God damn, he was ripping that. Yeah. Like yeah. just surprise, I'm surprised all over again when I'm listening to it. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I agree that it, it's fun to go back and listen to some of these, but at the end of the day, no flawless hip hop album exists. Sorry, guys. You guys give us your perfect <laughs> albums in the comments and on the YouTubes. Let us know what you think your perfect albums is. And you weirdos out there that don't think there are any perfect albums, salute Sorry. to you as well. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Let us know, man. Go to Facebook, join the rap chat, do all of that good stuff too, man. We got Absolutely. some wins. Did anybody else submit any? That was it. I don't want to um, anybody else. That was pretty much it. I think that was it. I can respect it. Let me do one more stroll. Yeah, that was it. That's so much fun was nasty, though. Nick sick, man. Nick that sick, was man. nasty. <laughs> Nick a pretty sick dude, man. <laughs> Shit. Wins and some losses, man. First W of the week go to Money Bag. Yo, man, in addition to that Billboard report, another report came out of the highest earning artists of... 2020, or excuse me, for hip-hop album sales. Hip-hop album sales, we did earn artists. Moneybag Yo has the number one hip-hop album for sales to date. Are you surprised by that? I am. Uh, 659,000 units moved. Pooh Shiesty was second with 642. We know that's the single getting a lot of spins, pumping up the album. That's why it's so tricky to look at sales now. Because you can have a hit record and it'll pump up your album sales because people are listening to the single. But with all due respect, that's all that's, that's with all due respect because I fuck with money bag. Yo, J. Cole was number three at 623 for anyone asking. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Who's got two thumbs and called money bag yo and Pooh in our predictions this year? This no one guy, on this, no one on this, this guy right here run the fucking tape. Me, Pooh <laughs> Ice and Money Bag. Yo, I definitely call. Shout out to them for that, man. Mm-hmm. Also, a W go. It's an update as well, man. My goddamn dad's friend of the show. He won his lawsuit, man. We always bring up when he's in court or when he takes an L. He won the NFT lawsuit about reasonable doubt and being able to sell his share of the judge decided in his favor. There's a new update to that. Uh-oh. Uh, a new judge. Jay-Z hire bigger lawyers to get taken back to court? A new judge, because uh-huh. Dame was trying to get a, um, a restraining order on Jay and the shareholders so they wouldn't hold a meeting without him, and the judge denied that. Uh, so they are able to hold a meeting in regards to the reasonable doubt, or excuse me, in regards to Rockefeller Records, which Dame owns a third of. So they're able to hold a meeting, and he thinks that they're going to try to come up with provisions to box oh, him out of the sale. That's why he can't be in the meeting. There, there, there <laughs> you have it. And he also just lost a lawsuit for copyright, man. He, he owes uh, some young ladies 300000 man. He just lost that. Hey, like man, these ago. are W's, not L's. We talk like, about that all the time. Big W's for Dame Dash for winning the Jay-Z lawsuit. Yeah. All the other shit is irrelevant. Shout out to Dame. All right, man. Uh, getting to the L's, your man. Uh, L to whack 100, man. He is requesting a sit-down. With the rainbow head rapper, so he can look him in his eyes because no one in the culture has held him accountable. Man, whack, you are not the culture judge, dude. Get this shit out of your head. Like, what makes him think? Like, no one cares if you sit there and talk to dude. Like, like what? What? This makes no sense to me, man. And on top of that, he requested the sit down from academics. <laughs> like, bro, relax. Like. I never met a gangbang nigga that was about the shit that he about. 
Like I ain't questioning the nigga set or what he come from or nothing, but I ain't never met a nigga that was about that life to be on the type of shit he on, man. That shit nuts. Nobody like, cares about Why are you trying now? like who wants to have a conversation with dude and be like, I want to hold him accountable because he's never atoned for his sins against the culture? Bro, what are you talking about? <laughs> Give a fuck this dude. Like, what are you talking about, bro? Go look at them documentaries and see what dude come from. He ain't got nothing to do with this culture, dude. Basically. He shucked a couple of niggas in the gang in New York, dude. Now yep. they're in jail, and now he's still trying to pop as a rapper. That's it. Ain't no more to the story, dude. <laughs> ain't nothing to hold him accountable for, bro. Get him out of here. No one wants to talk to dude. Nobody's keeping dude's name alive. Well, when you do That's stuff crazy. like this, you keep his name in the news. Yeah, like, man, like whack trying to get clicks and shit, keep his name out there. Let that dude go, bro. Think of another scheme to get on with, bro. We do have an update though, on YFN and Lucha, man. The murder charges were dropped. Uh, so shout out to him on that, man. You yeah. know, reported about that uh, a couple of times. He had the Rico case and the murder charges. So he had knocked down one of those big boulders that were in his way. Now he's staring at that Rico case. Yeah, that's ugly. That Rico wasn't going to be the, that's going to be the uphill battle, but uh. I saw Boosie talking about this. Said, man, come on, man. Lucci ain't running no gang. He not running no gang. He said it just like that. Uh, it was funny, but he was dead serious. He was like, bro, <laughs> I'm going to tell you what was funny. Because <laughs> he was on Vlad. And he said, I know rappers that's running gangs, and Lucci ain't running gang. And people in the, and people in the comments like, nigga, the police watching this like, oh, okay, and who would that be, man? <laughs> you, would you care to elaborate? I'm surprised Vlad, Vlad didn't ask him. Who you? What what rappers run gangs, Bootsy? So ass up, nigga. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, said, he said running a criminal organization takes way too much time, and when you're a rapper and you're on tour and your job is being a rapper, you don't have time to run a criminal organization. Who said that, Bootsy? Yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> he, he must not know Lucy, dude. He don't know Lucha background, dude. Like, like I I think I ain't here to to to. to Help the police out at all, but I think Boosie got Lucha fucked up. <laughs> I think he got him fucked up. He need to do a little research, man. Like <laughs> he need to do a little looking around, asking around down here. He down here in Atlanta. Boosie just need to ask a couple of people, man. That's a fact. Have you ever ran into Boosie? Yeah, uh, before I went to my world class barber that I go to now, um, I was going to the same barber shop. Like he had those little, you know how they had the little the different rooms. With the barbers, yep. like it'll be a big ass building down here, yep. but everybody got like a lash spot and a massage. Uh, one of the barbers in there was cutting Boosie. Had Boosie was sitting outside smoking while he was in mm -hmm. there cutting. So he just ran. And then also when we did on deck TV. Oh yeah, back, duh. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the throwback, uh, that back in 08, I just posted that not too long. And check my IG out. It's popping, man. Y'all got it? to tune in. Absolutely yeah. doing the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, then too, man, we waited all night for that Boosie clip. You remember that? Absolutely. Man, we, that was a long ass. Shout out to Tank the motherfucking heat totem, man. I from Nashville, it. Tennessee, man. He got us in the door. That's when we were first starting out as young pups in this entertainment game, man. So we were trying to get an exclusive interview drop from Bootsy. And uh, we teamed up with Tank because he was going to open for him at the club. Yep. And we we got with Tank. We met at my house pregame. I think we got with Tank maybe at about 7.30. Yeah. And we ended up finally getting Boosie on camera at like 3 in the morning. Yep. For so, a 20-second drop. For a 20-second, yeah, it's Boosie. It's on deck TV. And he was out. 
And we put in hours for that drop, nigga. So when you go see that shit, respect the goddamn hustle, nigga. It's on YouTube still, man. Y'all Facts. go look that, that was up. 08, nigga. That's a fact. Yeah. Um, on deck of the week, man, we back at iTunes. Shout out to those people leaving ratings and comments. We got one from Nitty282. He said, what's good, guys? Y'all keep killing it. Keep up the good work. Five stars. We appreciate you, we Nitty. Appreciate good luck. you, man. Absolutely. Make sure y'all go to iTunes, man. Leave a comment. We appreciate that. It does something for the algorithm, I think. I don't fucking know, but just yep. do it just because we'd appreciate it. Get us in those uh, new and newsworthy uh, sections. So, yeah, what it does for the algorithm, if you are sitting, if you're listening, you've been listening for a long time, you're like, well, I don't need me to do what everybody else is doing. Not true. Uh, if you rate it and you write a comment, what that does is the more people that do it, it moves it up until Apple's algorithm. They think people are paying attention to it. So they promote it and they start, like you said, putting it in their news and noteworthy. And we're able to get a lot more eyes, a lot more ads, a lot more content going out and coming in. So it's going to be better for y'all. We can use that manipulate it to do bigger and better shit. Absolutely, man. So rate, subscribe, and like, comment as well on all of it. YouTube, all that good stuff. For sure. Uh, there was a couple of YouTube comments, too. We'll get to those next week, man. We we see it. We're going we gonna to show you some love, too, next week. Don't worry about oh, it. Oh, we forgot. Did you want to say anything about the uh, Benny interview? Before Shout we out to out Benny, man. Shout out to the feedback that we got on the Benny Pugh episode. Um, great look, man. President of Rock Nation. That's nothing to sneeze at. 30 years in the game. It was just cool to get his perspective because he's not a household name executive. You know what I'm saying? You got the Leors, you got the you got the household name executives, and then you got those who who have put in the same amount of work and have are responsible for a lot of careers of people that we know, but uh haven't necessarily got the recognition or haven't chosen to be in the limelight like that. So we like uh, highlighting those people too, man, because they got stories to tell and, and they and they connected and respected. So I uh, had a great time with that interview, man. Look forward to kicking it when, when he come down to the A next time. Absolutely, man. It's always fun getting that information for me too. Um, and his energy was a big thing for me, man. Like doing this, as we mentioned, we've been doing this for a while with the Bullshit story. Sometimes you run into people who just like, have bad energy. Like it ain't yeah. fun to talk to them. You just, it's just on pins and needles. Like, Benny, he did it that when he first came in, he was live, he was on it, he he was giving us recognition, he had did a research about our show, you could tell he respected what we did and how we were uh, making it come across. So I like that, I like when people pay attention to that and know that you're putting in the effort and you're not just picking up a microphone or a camera and just throwing some shit together and saying, hey, this is a podcast or this is a show. So I, I do respect it, that he was uh, veteran enough and, and seasoned enough to see what we're doing over here and, and fucking with it. I liked it, man. He had good, great energy was my thing from it. And some good feedback too. 100%, um, man. 100%. Um, <clears throat> what you got? You got a put on for me? Yes, man. Um, first of all, my first put on, I'm going to say this every time right here until Glasses Malone responds to me. Hardest podcast, and he the, the hardest podcaster other than me right now on the planet right now. The topics, it. how the, the conversation, how it's going, like he reminds me of a young tax tone, man. Cut this up. Who, when you edit this, let me send it to him so he can contact us because Glasses is bodying the podcast game. If you didn't believe me the previous three weeks that I said it, go listen to No Ceilings Podcast. It's fire. But thank you for that payment, Glasses, on that. I, I catch up with you on the cash <laughs> app for now. No, uh, my other put on would be Counterpart. 
Uh, it's a Stars original series, 20 episodes. It was canceled after the second season. It's on Amazon now. Man, some of the best TV I done watched in a minute. Uh, compared, it's an old show. So it came out in 2016 and 2018. Mm-hmm. So I'm not comparing it to the new stuff that's out now, but I wish I had been watching this when it came out. Man, these 20 episodes are fire, just right up my alley. It's on some sci-fi, spy thriller type shit. And when I say right on my alley, I love shit where the ending is key. And all 20 episodes, you did not know what was going to happen until the end, until it ended. So I, that's the type of shit that I like. Uh, up until the last scene, I was wondering what the fuck was going to happen. And they didn't disappoint even with not knowing if it was going to be canceled or going to a season three. They still ain't determined. It's been three years yet. But Counterpart, check that shit out. It's Fire Stars, J.K. Simmons. It on Stars and Amazon Prime. That shit is really fucking good. And it's only 20 episodes. Mid. Um, have you seen it? Yeah, we talked about this last week. Yes, you I watched have it though. I mean, see, yeah. did you see all the way through the 20 episodes? No, I left after I season think one. So. <laughs> That's I what I was after... talking about. I wanted to follow up on it. Got out of there. Five when you get to the end of it. Nah. Um, my put on, man, shout out to Space Jam too. Shout out to my guys out there with kids. Because no one knows about that. I loved it. I loved the movie. Fuck it. I thought it was big. Listen, big shout out to LeBron. If you look at, obviously we're old enough to remember when the original space jam came out with Jordan, it was a big deal then for us young teenagers, uh, sports fans, movie fans, seeing Jordan. That was cool. Obviously his acting was subpar. So was LeBron's. I'm not coming to this to see Denzel like acting chops, but to see LeBron produce the movie, and to see what the product was, a high-quality animated kids movie that had enough adult jokes in there to keep adults' attention, and to see the type of numbers that it ended up doing, and to see what his company is up on the table for a sale right now, about to make himself a billion while he's still in the prime of his hooping career, there's no way I can slander that. He just won a chip last year. Prime. We're 12 months away from him getting sized up for a ring, dude. Prime. Listen. Another ring? You think LeBron get another ring? No, nah, I'm saying he just had one. That's my point. His prime. While he was filming this, <laughs> you know, LeBron James not in his prime. Though. But yeah, well, I mean, I, 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 I didn't mean to interrupt the soliloquy. Maybe not prime, but you know what I mean. He, he's not. He's still relevant uh, in, in sports. Highly relevant. And to see him doing this at the same time, he's setting the blueprint up for people to come up under him. And in 20 years, uh, Kay Cunningham, the Detroit Pistons number one pick, will have his own Space Jam, and he'll be a legend with several rings Ooh. with my Pistons. So, Ooh. shout out to LeBron, shout out to Space Jam. It was a good time. I thought that shit was good, man. Fuck it. What made you want to watch it? A basketball fan, a LeBron fan, just curiosity? Just seeing the original one and just curious to see how he did the second because his production company was behind it. I did the same thing with the Kevin Hart movie on Netflix. His production company was behind that. I'm interested to see if there's a uh, a lapse in quality or anything when when someone who's in front of the lens has a company behind it. Sometimes you can get to juggling too many too many balls, paws, and you drop wow. one trying I to. Think LeBron. No, I I'm saying try when 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 the talent goes behind the lens, you can do too much, man, and it can kind of be, uh, you know, what I'm saying it, it kind of be janky. But this wasn't the case, man. It was it was dope. It was. I get dope. what you're saying in that sense, but I, I think, and I guess this is the reason why I haven't checked it out because I give LeBron James and and Kevin Hart both a lot of credit. I, those that they both are smart enough to know, like, 
I can afford to get the best people to do this. So I'm going to pay them to do it. I'm not going to pull a Tyler Perry and try to write it and fucking film it and, and do everything that's over my head when I'm only good at this particular thing. So I, I wouldn't expect any lapse in quality because I see those, both of those guys, no business like the, I love their business acumen. But you've uh, seen this happen before though. And 50 said that 50 just had, well, I don't think that those people that did, I don't think that those other people are good businessmen. Like I don't think fifty is a good. Cause this happened with P. I don't think that P a good businessman. We've discussed this before. Like he's he's great when he can focus on one thing, but I wouldn't consider him like I wouldn't consider him. Let me rephrase that. Please, he's a better businessman than me at this point, but I wouldn't consider him as good a businessman as a Kevin Hart or a LeBron James. I think they I have better teams. <clears throat> yeah, but that I mean that's on him because he had the money to hire the team. And that's my point. That takes <laughs> away from your business overall acumen, in my opinion. But 50 said, shout out to, because he was promoting the Raising Canaan. I know we're going along, but I thought this was important. He was promoting Raising Canaan, and he said, shout out to Master P, because he kicked a, he made things like this possible for me to be able to be behind, a rapper to be behind the camera and behind the production and producing high-quality content. See, when P did it, he said he didn't go so much on the quality because he knew people were going to see it, whether he spent $10 or $100 million, the same amount of people were going to go see it. So he, same thing for Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry has the same mind frame. He doesn't have to go and get big name writers and producers because the same people are going to go see it because his name is on it. And we can just edit this out if you want to, but I, I disagree with that wholeheartedly. And I think that's the issue with shows that Tyler Perry and 50 Cent put out. Like, yeah, you're putting it out in your 50 Cent and stars has it. And that's great, but it ain't good. Like I watched and it's going to sound like a dig at 50. I tried to watch the cane and shit. It's just, it's, it's, it's not as good as it would be. If you hired people that knew more about storytelling and that knew more how to make this look better, like the regular shit that's on TV, like those people are out there. Just because you have taken a different route in production and gotten there a different way, don't mean you got to stray away from the people in the industry already that know how to make this shit good. Like power could be better and everything that Tyler Perry does could be better. And it's not because those guys lack the resources to do it. It's because they think that they can do everything. When you get a nigga like LeBron James or Kevin Hart, I respect them saying, hey, what do you think? Like LeBron James ain't the nigga that made the shop look like that. He ain't the nigga that made Space Jam look like that. And I think 50 Cent and Master P get too involved in I want to make it look like this. As opposed to a nigga like LeBron and Kevin Hart calling, a, hey, how much do you charge to make it look like that fly ass shit that's on TV right now? Okay, I'm going to pay it because I know my name is attached to it. And this pretty penny that is going to cost me for production right now is going to pay off in the long run when I'm getting that 250 bill, whatever LeBron getting offered right now. 50 Cent ain't getting them deals and neither is Pete because yeah. they slacking their production. <clears throat> Tyler Perry is a niche thing because he was able to create a market. We were talking about this in the group chat. He's getting that big money and I'm not taking anything away from him because of the niche that he's in. Though. Right? Like he, he can do whatever he wants essentially. Like the, the fan people, the people that are checking his shows out, they ain't gonna leave because the quality is good and they ain't gonna stay because it's bad. Like it doesn't matter to them. All that matters to them is that Tyler Perry's name is on the monitor. That's it. He got yeah. that crowd already. They ain't going nowhere. 
That's a fact. It was very interesting, man. But that was a good interview with Fifty. His uh, interviews are usually pretty insightful when he's not trolling mm-hmm. um, or when he's not trying to beef with somebody. Man, he usually drops pretty good business knowledge. But we appreciate y'all hanging in with us for that extended Tyler Perry discussion. Um, man, but business discussion. You know, I check out Space Jam if y'all got kids or if you're just a movie fan. Man, that yeah. shit was pretty good. It's a nice uh, business discussion. We like we what we do on the On Deck TV podcast. Man, it's one of the the pillars of what we do. Absolutely, man. Hey, guys, again, iTunes comment, youtube.com slash on deck TV. Make sure you like and subscribe and keep your eyes peeled, man. More uh, big episodes on the way. We appreciate everybody's support again. We'll see y'all next time. Cheers.